Welcome back to the first episode of Zero Deliberations with your hosts, Zach and Trevor. And today we're going to be talking about archetypes. Yeah, our favorite character archetypes. Mm-hmm. Roll the intro. So, uh, you want to get us started here, Zachary? Hell yeah. Okay, so I'll start with, for any dummies out there, you know, what is an archetype? So, um... It's probably good to define that from the get-go before we just dive in. Like, I would say a recurring theme or motif or whatever in in media or text or whatever. Yeah, essentially, characters kind of have... Oh, these characters all have these same traits because you need a certain role. In or it, it could even be, I, I kind of mm-hmm. just thought about it, like it could be like a thing that happens or whatever too, not just even a character. Yeah, well, but we're talking specifically today about character archetypes, yeah. but there is other storytelling archetypes of like the hero's journey, for instance. Yeah, like things archetype. and shit, yeah. Yes. Um. So what's the first one you got on your list, brother? I, I'll start with the the favorite for me which is like the initial bad guy or i guess you could call it rival whatever that like ends up coming to the good yeah so that was an honorable mention i put on here too the, the like redeemed that. villains yeah, yeah like that that vibe and i think the reason is because like i feel like that's me you know like that's why you everybody likes their favorite usually yeah or whatever but like um it shows the idea to me of like you might be I don't want to call it like rooted in evil but you come from like a bad way you're in a bad way something about your circumstances has like you've come out of the filter of life like you got a chip on your shoulder or something yeah something you know and then but despite that you can still be redeemed yeah like you you are willing to give up your uh, ego a little bit to mm-hmm. join something greater and like uh, cooperate with people usually in those things. And it's you not know? always the best mix because there's still that old personality that mm-hmm. you were. They're fighting with it a little yeah, bit. And that's yeah, and that always makes for an interesting story because it's in a lot of cases relatable because when you change mm-hmm. and you grow, it's difficult to acclimate to that right away. So yeah, like it's to, like that on a greater scale. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's like over and over, it's like almost an essential part in like all kinds of fucking media and shit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, or like text or literature and like, uh, yeah, I just think it's like important as well as like really cool because it shows that like, if you're in a bad way, you don't got to stay in a bad way. You can go to something better. You can find something greater to put yourself to and, like, find friendship or whatever, uh, love, whatever the fuck yeah. it is, you know? Good. Like, true good. Um, so what are your what are some examples, uh, your favorite examples, if you will? Well, you know me. I'm a big Yu-Gi-Oh nerd. So uh, specifically the third anime, 5Ds, there's a – they start out – yeah. <laughs> Fucking make five, of the one meme. Five dragons. <laughs> um, but it, it starts out, like, literally right out the gate as they kind of should or whatever, you know. Um, dude's, like, his friend basically, they were old friends, grew up in the slums together and shit. And then his friend, like, got offered a, a deal to, like, go to the big city and, like, get a dueling contract and shit. But he had to 
steal his friend's shit and like get out of the city with it so dude did that and then he comes and that's where the first episode picks up is right there where like he did him dirty like that because he had a dream of like getting out of the slums and shit you know so he fucked (laughs) over his friends also like tied people to rafts and shit and like sent them (laughs) into the ocean yeah pretty crazy over like a card game but um bro like duels him they end up like realizing that they're a part of this like divine ancient order or whatever that's like reincarnated so they're they're called signers and they have like marks on them and their marks start uh, glowing and shit and like a a dragon is summoned and like they realize that something is weird here like we're a part of something bigger and uh it didn't seem like our dragons wanted to wanted to fight each other so like maybe we should combine our efforts and figure out what the fuck is going on and that's just like a perfect like example that i was watching as like an eight-year-old or whatever yeah that like you know i'm thinking about it now like wow that's like that's dope shit so yeah i don't know oh and then other obvious ones would be like vegeta sasuke whatever like initial rival they get the shit beat out of them or whatever (laughs) and then they're like okay i i i know i have more to work for and something greater to be a part of and shit like yeah sasuke is weird because he you like watch his kind of decline yeah you watch that becoming of a villain to then make that redemption arc which is pretty cool it's deep it's like like, deeper yeah because like (laughs) okay one of my two examples of that archetype is uh zuko if you watch avatar i watched as a kid um Mm -hmm. but i didn't really appreciate it all yeah and then i just recently rewatched it because it's like all on netflix or whatever and it's fucking gas and like Zuko and Iroh, how were many my favorite seasons characters. is that? Uh, just three. Okay, three. Cool. And it, it it honestly is a fairly short series, and I thought it was longer when I was younger. Yeah, it me too. I thought it'd longer, be like fucking ten. Yeah, I think it's like sixty episodes, maybe. I don't, wow. I don't know off the top of my head, but it, it's not super long. Um, but it's really fucking good, and you do see like flashbacks of, you know, how Zuko kind of became this dickhead and why he cares so much about all this shit. But I feel like Sasuke's development, because it was like the show started and he was a homie and then he kind mm-hmm. of fell, it's a lot more impactful and his story's a lot fucking doper. Yeah. Um, and like he had like, it wasn't just like the rival chip on his shoulder. It was like my fucked up traumatic life that like I've had to come to realize and shit like that. And like yeah. now I have the choice of what do I do about it? Like. Hell yeah. It's pretty deep, bro. Yeah. Uh, how about you? What do you have for one? So, my number one, it's difficult to choose which one I like more. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you have such a philosophical meaning. Mine is just as a storyteller and shit. It's just something I enjoy. That's what, and, yeah. That's yeah. another way to approach it. Yeah. yeah so, either I'm going to go with just the, the smooth talking rogue type character. Okay. All right. I don't know what it is about <laughs> that, but sort of the. You know, they have their own kind of set of moral codes. Sometimes it's not for the best, and they're kind of just looking out for themselves and shit. But, uh, you know, they don't, they they can use a fucking, you know, a gun or a sword if they need to, but for the most part, they can talk their way out of Mm. things. And I don't know, just something about that getting into sticky situations and talking your way out of it instead of resorting to violence right away is just. I don't know. Like, I, like it makes for a much more interesting character. It's also kind of like like they're like they're very like 
tactile. Yeah. Like they have yeah, they have a variety of ways to handle things and shit like that. I, I appreciate that a lot too out of like any character. Yeah. For sure. Uh, what's an example? I'm trying to think of one. Well, I mean, the prime example that comes to mind is obviously Han Solo. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, what is the Star Wars one? I I, both of far. the examples I have are from Star Wars. The other one you probably won't know, but it's uh, Hondo Onaka. He's fucking pirate from the Clone Wars. Mm, mm. But, uh, because, like, my first D&D character I rolled was based off of Hondo Onaka. Does he have, to... like, the mask? No, he has oh, okay. a weird ass alien fucking face. Okay. If you were to look him up, you'd be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. There's something about the uh, talking your way out of shit. It's just, as I said, like, are they typically like viewed by the good guys in the thing as good or bad? So that's the thing of it can vary with the archetype, which is something I like too. Is you don't necessarily know because mm-hmm. Han Solo, you know, he was just kind of like. I'll give you guys a ride, but then they kind of, you know, there was good in him, and that came forth. Hanonaka is a fucking pirate. He's kind of an asshole, <laughs> and he can sweet talk you while fucking picking your pocket type deal and okay. that kind of thing. And I so like the yeah. dynamic of it, and you don't yeah. know it can go either way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Is okay. there any examples you could think of of a smooth talking um, rogue you like? Well, the the one that I think of from Yu Gi Oh again would be Crow. Because Crow is like he's a part of um, what was the original crew with the with those two that I mentioned earlier. It was like four people initially. Crow was one of them, and he's always like the mischievous one that's doing his own thing, mm. always like on his own shit, very like tactile and like trying to get out of sticky situations like that, which he does like. I guess he has, like, some but good he's not, like, plot armor. Uh, another thing I like, though, about Smooth Talk Rogue is they're not overtly, <laughs> like, if they are villainous, if you were to run into them on the street, you wouldn't know that they're villains well, yeah, as well. That they're... Yeah, uh, I guess it's a different, like, thing where he has a little bit of that, like, anti-hero type of thing mm. where, like, he's doing kind of bad stuff for a good cause and shit, yeah. which is, like, that's cool as fuck, too. Like, so, I don't know. That's what it makes me think of. I'm trying, I don't know if I have any more off the top of my head but. yeah i struggle to think of any other than han solo because every time i see a character like that i'm like oh that's a han solo like character that yeah I, that's always the term i thought to describe it before and i was like oh i guess it's like smooth talking rogue if you will hell yeah um so what's your uh number two pick then? all right number two. Oh, i got the teacher archetype or like master whatever well you what's call one it. like the the wise old teacher who you know like... that was the weird thing is because there are like different kinds of them and i'm like i don't know how to differentiate that like what is like the differentiating factor of, of well it teachers? depends on their teaching style if you will because um i guess the ones that i think of are like serving as reminders or something of like an initial lesson that they've learned or whatever like so i think like king kai but people would say master roshi you see what i'm saying it's i like, mean master roshi in like dragon ball but i wouldn't say as much in dragon ball later City. on yeah and like in Yu-Gi-Oh, it's like the same thing where like there might be an initial like teacher but then later on there's like a regular like full-on teacher that is throughout the series who then will come back later and like 
basically dude will come back in the form of like a, a shining orb in like spirit <laughs> mode and like present himself as like the physical manifestation of good to the character and be like his name is Jaden Jaden you must remember fight for blah 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 you know like yeah. t- giving him reminders and shit and like you must use the force loop yeah <laughs> yeah shit. exactly exactly <laughs> we're like they're coming back as like a spirit and like so it, like the uh the, yeah that second archetype of like the the master who uh it's like a spirit guide almost so the right? master who dies before their lesson is fully taught to the student and the student doesn't realize until after they're kind of passed like yeah. they they weren't able to impart all of their knowledge i there's got to be a fucking snappier term for that <laughs> archetype, but that is uh, one that is fairly It's prevalent. almost like the initial teacher, or I don't know what, bro, something like that. Yeah, Because it's like the role Obi-Wan played, but then if you were talking like the wise old kind of teacher. As Yoda. As Yoda in and Star Wars. And that's like Roshi. Yeah, and also, I mean, my prime example, I think one of the best written examples, honestly, is uh, Uncle Iroh mm. with fucking Avatar. And that would be, like, in the original Yu-Gi-Oh!, Yugi's grandfather, who's, like, an old man. He owns a card shop. That's where Yugi fucking put together his puzzle that, like, allowed him to summon a demon and shit. Like, hell yeah. Like, which essentially is, like, weird because, like, his grandpa got him, like, possessed. But it's also fate because, like, he's the reincarnation of the pharaoh. So it's, like, Yeah. yeah, it's... That's awesome. Yeah, bro. I watched like <laughs> the first few episodes of that show and uh, fucking kind of zoned the fuck out. It's easy to and like then not never give a watch fuck. it again. Yeah, I just remember zoning out. Watch the Japanese one if you <laughs> I, feel like paying attention. I mean, if not, then dub. All yeah, day. my problem though too. I because fucking I read slow as a bitch, so then watching subs is hard. To read everything and see the action going on because yeah. I'm too focused on the words. Maybe I'm just dumb. No, oh. no, I feel that too. And I feel like it's because like other languages might be a little quicker too than ours. Like we're like slow or some shit, bro. <laughs> but, yeah, because sometimes they'll have words that don't translate one to one and they're like seven words in our fucking language. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Sasuke earlier, here's his son Shiro and Sasuke's over by you. Sasuke himself. Hell yeah. yeah. All right. Um, but yeah, that's a that's a dope archetype. I love the teacher, and I've always appreciated in real life the teacher archetype. So yeah. it's like, yeah, can't overlook that one. Yeah, and uh, fuck, dude, I, Lord of the Rings fans are gonna hate me. I can't think of his <laughs> fucking name though. The the fucking wizard who he. Fights. You didn't watch those rings. Yeah, did you? I'm not well versed. Oh, I only shit. know like Gandalf. Gandalf. And... That's his fucking. I could oh, not okay. think of the name, but yeah, he's like that kind of teacher too. Of like dies kind of early, but then he comes back, and that's a whole fucking weird okay. thing. But you know, it, lesson can't fully be imparted until it has. They have no choice but to accept that yeah. knowledge. And yeah, when they're faced with that, mm-hmm. yeah, the opportunity to use that knowledge that they've at least been partially granted. Yeah. Um, Okay. How about you, bro? So my next one is a villain archetype because... Need that. Yeah, because it's just... <laughs> in that. stories, I always feel like it it uh, offers the best uh, problems for our heroes, if you will. Yep. And that's the uh, the mastermind villain archetype. The, like, I've accounted all the different variables of what you might do or you've fucking 
you keep bringing up Yu-Gi-Oh, you played my trap card or whatever the <laughs> fuck yeah, type yeah. shit. Like, well, that... It would be... The, the main one that sticks out like that would be uh, Pegasus. Um, Is he the dude that looks like Ghostbane? Yeah. Yeah. Literally, bro, because he has... His Millennium item that he possesses is the eye, bro, and that allows him to, like, know every card that his opponent is, like, gonna play and shit mm. like that. So, like, it gives him, like, foresight. So, like, you have to break... Or, like, the goal for that was to, like, break it by... Essentially, like... You had to counteract fate. Like, the I allow him to see fate. You have to, like, go against fate and shit like that, which was pretty fucking cool. But, um... Yeah, that was a motherfucker. Oh, fate itself. and and he and it's like, even more like he knew everything. Like he picked, like he got that Millennium piece because why? He's the one that uh, it, like, he didn't make the card game for like the world as it was in the anime, but he like found the ancient tablets while he was, uh excavating as an archaeologist like the book of fate if you will or whatever yeah like he found the stone tablets that like showed what uh the card game was back in egypt and then he brought it to the masses and was like we gotta remake this as a card game for people (laughs) and like bro had the eye and shit knowing full well that like when they recreated the card game it was going to like summon up real energy and shit like that like Mm. it was like a Remanifestation of an ancient game and shit like that so yeah that's pretty cool yeah cause like shit like that there's so much like shit to it of how they're fucking super smart how they've been conniving <laughs> and it's like how the fuck do we beat this but the heroes find a way which is to it, it's good for the story archetype of like yeah. nothing is insurmountable you can overcome anything right and like that's it seems like all the odds are against you and shit. Yeah, yeah. Like this person's fucking been orchestrating everything they predicted our every fucking move mm-hmm. up to this point. How do we beat them? A lot of times too, especially in Yu-Gi-Oh, it's like the the villains this happens in Dragon Ball too when I watch it, like the villains often have like what they perceive to be an even greater good that they're working towards. That's always yeah, a thing. A, a good written villain always believes what they're doing is the right thing. Hell yeah. Like, like, it's super interesting. I mean, it's fun sometimes with, like, the fucking, you know, villains who are just bad because they enjoy being bad. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, in my personal opinion, it's only, it's only really, like, good if it's, like, I don't know, some sort of fantasy setting or some shit where they're, like, mm. a fucking demon or some shit then it's like it makes sense all right i can understand but like those characters are cool as well to just throw in there like yeah they're they're fun for a bit but they're not as interesting and shit and don't pose as much of a threat yeah like they're not that deep yeah really like and like so so my uh primary example of this uh archetype would be obviously palpatine he orchestrated the entire clone wars both sides playing bullshit yeah and just like you know he believed what he was doing was good he wanted order sure tyranny is what he thought was good but like the way he orchestrated everything playing into fucking you know anakin knowing that he'd go to the jedi order to get him arrested so that he could have mace windu come to arrest him attack him be like 
Oh, oh the Jedi are trying to kill me, so I executed <laughs> Order 66 and had them all murdered. And oh my God, declaring the new Galactic Empire. Oh, that's <laughs> like hell yeah. He's a great example. Um, but if you're not as familiar with Star Wars, because obviously you seem more familiar with anime, Obito. If you watch, did you watch Naruto like all the way through? It's like I. I got through to, like, the final fucking battle, dude, and I got so fucking sick of seeing Kakashi's and Obito's backstory every fucking other episode. Mm. You get a piece of the fight going on right now, and then you get the entire backstory played again for the next three episodes with one new episode I added. I that. There's a lot you could, like, and then, skip. Yeah, and then after that one episode that got added, all right, let's fucking get back to the fight. He throws one punch. This reminds me of... Play the entire backstory we just watched a few episodes ago. Those four. Add another one to the end now with the new lesson. And it's like... It's too drawn out. It, it like. was too drawn out and I got sick of it. But like, Obito as a villain, you know, fucking... Hell yeah. Uh, started as Toby and then he's like, oh, I'm actually Madara or whatever and shit. Right. Masquerading and shit. Yeah. yeah. Mas- masterminding the entire thing. And then I'm not familiar with Star Wars books, but uh, Thrawn... I mean, he was in the Ahsoka series, but I hear he's way more tactile and his shit. But uh, what's what's your next example? It it transitions perfectly to the main character, the main the main character. Which main Which uh, main character? Like like the pro- protagonist. Well, I there's suppose. a million kinds of protagonists. It well, it'd be like Anakin then Luke, I suppose. Well, those like, are both different kind of characters, though, despite yeah. both being protagonists. Um, I guess we're, like, plot armor is hella thick. Who would that be? Like, we're, like, they sh- probably should have died, or, like, they just couldn't overcome literally anything. I mean, that's, if we're talking about Star Wars, bro, that's, like, the entire main cast of fucking character per trilogy. Like, who? Like, Obi-Wan and shit, too? Well, I mean, in the prequels, yeah, but he couldn't die because he dies in the sequels. But, like, okay, if we're talking about the, or not the sequels, the original trilogy if we're talking the original trilogy fucking luke leia han Chewie, fucking r2 should have like, been dead a million times i'm talking about the one like that'll keep like i don't know like like they're like they keep getting stronger they keep getting more like ridiculous power-ups and shit like that like for me it's like goku obviously or yeah. fucking naruto or luffy now so like if you're talking about I, I feel like anime main characters also have a similar archetype, at least for the big ones. Maybe that's the shonen shit, because I hear that, but I don't know exactly what that means. Like battle. But like the kind of, yeah, they're kind manga. of goofy, they're kind of naive, but like they have some immense fucking power and they... Well, yeah, we're like, I, I basically just look at, like, the way that I was kind of looking at this, I guess, archetype, if you will, is... um. The opposition of what we just were describing, like who is the central force of the opposing the bad, the bad powers of whatever's going on. So then, yeah, as I said, like the naive kind of character, like a Naruto, in shit, is like the prime opposite yeah. of the mastermind, if you will, because yeah. they kind of they don't, don't even they don't know they, what they're doing. They just do it. That's what I was gonna yeah. say. They don't seem like. They don't seem like they'd be the one, but they're the one. Yeah. You know? Like, 
that's kind so of the, the thing. So the character of they didn't choose this life, it chose them essentially. Yeah, like the the, fa- the, the faded one, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Like I like that just because it shows that there has to be one. Like there has to be who will bear the weight of like I guess saving people or uh, and it's making like, the right decision, even if it's like the biggest decision and shit like that. Yeah, like I mean, the idea I like about that sort of archetype of, you know, you don't get to decide whether or not you, you know, are the savior of mankind or not. But, you know, you should do everything in your power to be. That. the best you can yeah. and to make efforts towards that because it's the right thing to do. Exactly. And I don't know, like I like that archetype for storytelling, uh, but for real parables, it's like, it's a weird thing. I, I like it for shorter term stories, but for long term things, I'm more like, I what, want to care for more shit. What doesn't work about it for you? What doesn't work about it for me is just that, um, <clears throat> okay, so someone like Goku, it's like he always kind of finds that power and obviously he's going to but something about it makes it feel as if it's not as much of a struggle mm-hmm. as somebody like, you know, that's why I always kind of like Vegeta more because he's got his own shit. But like someone like Azuko where he's got I his agree. own et- internal battle, he has to fucking get up. He's got to get through. Like it's less, then, it's just less dynamic when you're it's less like dynamic, but always like, oh, you like you found a way you found a way. Yes, found a way. but it's still great to have stories of that mm-hmm. ilk because well then you can uh it, it inspires hope right exactly essentially it's, it's a hopeful story yeah it's not as deep and it's not as like interesting but it's a lot more inspiring and it could like yeah you might always have that central piece but it there's always like a degree of like how central are they like are they super like central to it or are they being accompanied and helped by a bunch of people which is one reason why i feel like you know naruto works a lot more too is because you know he's very everyone be my fucking friend because i've been an outcast (laughs) and shit like you know it sucks i just want to have homies and i feel like that makes it work more because he's faded with this shit Mm -hmm. and he's had plenty of opportunities where he could kill evil but he chooses instead to try to be their friend right Right. And he does also have that eternal internal turmoil with the fucking nine tails where, you know, as much as I do love Dragon Ball Z, it's kind of one of the reasons I haven't gotten around to really diving into super fully is because I feel like Goku just doesn't have that as much. And it makes it so he can't stay interesting to me, at least for as long. Well, people like, yeah, people <clears throat> just have different takes on like, I guess everything, but fucking with Dragon Ball, it's like, oh, you don't think Goku, like, was traumatized by his past? It's like, I get what you mean, but evidently not really. <laughs> right, like, he really doesn't give a shit. He's yeah, very easygoing. He's so. very accepting of circumstances and just able to move forward with his life, like, which is what I really do admire about, like, his character yeah, in which, the dub. Exactly, it's... It's admirable and it's he's very inspiring. Like, yeah, he's very like always on the surface, pretty much. Never mm-hmm. like how Vegeta is, like at a war in his fucking head <laughs> right. and shit. Like he's like an airhead and shit, just <laughs> whatever. But it's like it's awesome. But there, but people say, oh, like 
he do, he got fucking casted away onto a random planet for him and like mm-hmm. you know whatever like he didn't know his family and like isolation and like not knowing about what he really was and shit it's like yeah he might have that but like it really like we just said it doesn't show through right it really doesn't show through but uh yeah main characters would be like uh another example of that would be like you uh in Yu-Gi-Oh 5D's Yusei bro Yusei is like 40 and 0 in the fucking series like and people have problems with that because they're like why how did he ne- like never lose yeah like that's ridiculous but like see and like that just doesn't that's not interesting characters need to lose you need yeah. to go through how so that you can be redeemed and you can right and like he goes through other fucked up stuff like finding out that like his father was the reason that like all this shit pretty much transpired but, but it, in in terms of him playing cards it don't fucking matter he's, yeah he's still like you goaded. you won every yeah. fucking thing yeah um it devalues the character yeah because like goku yeah he still gets his ass beat the first time he encounters right, a villain right and then he has to learn a new power but it's like he might kill himself when he's blowing up somebody or whatever yeah but, but like, there, there's no he, he's coming it back anymore bro. so it's like yeah. i don't i don't need more of it i could just watch dragon ball z again if i want more yeah truthfully. um so i guess my final uh Archetype. I ha- I have another one, but we've been going for a good minute for this short yeah. term. So my next one is the the non magic character in a magic world. Okay. I, it's it's kind of a rare thing, but I don't know something about like. Okay, so Sokka and Rockley are the two examples, and just you know, both of them, everything is against them. Oh, Sokka, I can't fucking bend, and everyone else has got all these magical powers. I hang out with all these cool ass people and. Yeah. I have a fucking boomerang and a sword. <laughs> and then, like, he does eventually go and, like, learn to, uh, you know, get better with his sword and all that shit and become a warrior. And, obviously, Rock Lee becomes one of the best motherfuckers with Taijutsu. Right. And that kind of, no matter what, the entire world can be against you. Mm-hmm. As long as you persevere, you can still be... Like, there's a there's a place for you. Yeah, there's exactly. Place, there is yeah. always a place for you, and that's dope. that persevering... Yeah. yeah, I just... I love that kind of character. Bro. Fuck for yeah. For, like... That, oh, that's perfect for Yu-Gi-Oh, bro. Like, go again with 5Ds. There's... It's called 5Ds because there's five dragons initially, but then uh, one of the girls that has a dragon has a twin brother named... There's Luna and Leo, and Leo is, like... It's funny as fuck because the whole series, like in the beginning, first two seasons, he's like, I want to be a signer. I'm a signer, blah, blah, blah. But he's not. But what like, the fuck's a signer? Like, like a chosen one, basically, oh, okay. like a reincarnate. And they're like, sorry, Leo, you're not one type shit. But like, bro has a dragon and shit. You're like, it, it makes sense that he would totally be. And he's like the twin. I guess he was just the unlucky one. But like, Lo and behold, he keeps dueling, getting better, progressing, finding his way, and then, like, the the character that was uh, the antagonist, that the rival that turned good, um, he ends up like coaching him, uh, this little this young boy, and like, he like boom gets his signer mark and boom. shit, yeah, <laughs> gets his fucking mark and like he becomes the sixth signer technically, and like. That's just another example of that. Yeah. Like, you weren't a chosen one, but now, like, the Crimson Dragon that is a part of all the five of them 
like lent itself an extra part to you because mm-hmm. you know you're connected to it by blood but you're also like working for it yeah. so yeah that's cool yeah and okay so like Sokka or whatever the fuck he uh what is it he uh uh, you watch Avatar yeah, like yeah. forever ago, right? Oh, you yeah. know, like all all the men got kidnapped and shit when he was young. So he was the only guy remaining there teaching the kids and shit how to fight. And he always had that like, you know, want to be the, uh, you know, the male urge to defend essentially. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he was like a teenager and he fucking sucked at it and shit right. and all this. And I don't know, the the story of watching him struggle alongside these fucking wizards essentially right to become anything an adept fucking like leader and shit is i it's very inspiring rock lee oh you're not ever gonna be a fucking ninja and then he (laughs) learns taijutsu and becomes one of the best at it but i mean he goes a little crazy with idolizing guy and Mm -hmm. dressing yeah but no that i mean Fuck. It's kind of like a, I don't know. It's kind of like a Gohan to Piccolo type yeah. of thing, you know. <laughs> like, I remember watching one of the abridged things, and it was like, uh, Goku was getting his ass beat and shit, and it, it like cut to what looked like Piccolo coming down. He's like, "Oh, Piccolo!" And then it was like Gohan. He's like, "Fuck Gohan!" <laughs> <laughs> like, hell yeah, bro. It's like. That, that shit will confuse a motherfucker. It, the Naruto thing confused me for a minute. Like, I was like, is that his kid? Yeah, Like, I know. for sure. For the longest time until you see the, like, backstory of all that shit. Yeah. But, like, okay. Yeah, fuck. Well. Well, that was pretty cool. Yeah, so that's been the first episode of Zero Deliberations. Hopefully, Drop a like. Hopefully people got a good idea as to what an archetype is and shit. <laughs> I, I, think, <laughs> I think they got it. Hell yeah. Drop a like if you enjoyed. Uh, comment your favorite archetypes down below. Uh, yeah, let us know what resonates with you or what you like or whatever. Yeah, or if you got more examples because uh, I don't know why I can't think of any other smooth-talking rogues, but I know there's got to be some, bro. <laughs> there's got to be one or two more, bro. Yeah. Subscribe yeah. for more videos each week. Uh, what are Thursdays at 6. See you then. Peace. Fuck, I keep...